Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. It's me, PJ. And I'm Ron. I'm Scott. Cue the theme tune. Keep on Sunnyside, always on Sunnyside. Keep on Sunnyside alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. Keep on Sunnyside alive. See how easy I made that bit look? Well, I mean, it's welcome not, to the it's show. Not hard. No, but you didn't manage to do it the last time. I mean, the last I two did. times you did. Oh, you did not. You messed that up. I believe you messed that up. Serious last time. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, so w- right, okay. Before we started recording the show, you said, "Have you seen Stephen Downey's wife Amy did uh, Stephen's haircut?" For those that don't know, Stephen Downey is a friend of ours. He's a comic artist, and he has a computer games company in Northern Ireland. His wife Amy is a doctor. Uh, they have a new baby. They're a lovely couple. A lovely child. Uh, they are in quarantine together, obviously. Stephen needed a haircut. He posted a picture of him with with the new clippers. He said, look at these new clippers that I've got. I wonder where these have come from. And behind, and he staged this photo, obviously. Behind him, he's sort of gleefully laughing like, ah, ha, 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 and his hair is a mess. And and then the next photo he posted was the back of his head, which had been hacked away like <laughs> like Rambo <laughs> through the bushes or something. Just yeah, big chunks taken out of his hair. And with the note that uh, the back battery ran out <laughs> oh no so yeah but yeah the battery the battery ran out but he he currently has a bowl cut <laughs> yes <laughs> oh Stephen. i mean i am getting close to the point where i think i'm i, I might just kind of have to shave my head now well, I, I mean, I've had this conversation with Annette already saying, look, it's, I'm going to cut my hair because my hair goes through. There are three distinct stages. Ah, this is lovely. Oh, shit. Ten minutes later, I need a haircut. And oh, no, I'd better get a haircut or this is going to cause some like dangerous obstruction to my vision or something. It grows so quick that like three weeks and then I need a haircut. So it's it's really reached that point now where I'd be more comfortable going for a haircut this week if I could and instead I'm kind of looking at thinking what am I going to do here I'm going to have to cut this with um, maybe some beard trimmers which is all I've got really have you got anything in the house Scott? just beard trimmers just beard trimmers well I've Um, got full on hair clippers uh, do you I mean, do they're, they're, they're basically you the strike same me, thing. You strike me as someone who does his own hair anyway, Ron. No, actually, I actually enjoy going to the hairdresser and, well, to the barber and getting my uh, my head shaved and my beard trimmed. Hang on, hang on a second. It's you that likes the erotic head massage, isn't it? It I is. I mean, yeah. no. <laughs> there, is, there, is, there is nobody who doesn't enjoy a head massage. <laughs> yeah. Really? Just, say that. Yes. My hairdresser makes it quite sexual. Jim... He, he really every day you like not requiring it at all. Like, does he does, does he or do you? No, no, it's definitely him. He'd run his fingers through my hair. He go, you've got lovely hair. I'll go. Ah. <laughs> okay, Just take the compliment. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he might like when I'm not looking. He might lean in and kiss it gently and then stop. And I I don't I'll never know. I'll never know. So you uh, couldn't tell whenever someone kissed your head. How about this story? Uh, British 5G towers are being set on fire because of coronavirus conspiracy <sighs> theories. Yeah. Oh, uh, on, my, on my drive to work, I pass a lot of uh, anti-5G conspiracy graffiti. Is this and every between, time? Hang on a second. Is this between your bedroom and the living room downstairs? Yes. Or, 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 yeah. Yes. So, so yeah, Ralph, yeah, Hannah, Ralphie's, Ralphie's been Ralphie's painting a that up there. No, Ralphie's, Ralphie's a stage conspiracy nut. <laughs> yeah. A whole um, bunch of oh my goodness, loads of it, and it's every time it gets painted over uh-huh. on the fight on the the uh, the masts and the 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 five the boxes. I don't even I don't I'm not even a hundred percent sure that they're five G masts. Yeah, well, you're um, you're very close to a bunch of five G masts there. All right, okay, so maybe they are. But they're, they say they, the best one. It said five. It, so a lot of it just says five G kills and stop five G and all that kind of stuff. But then one said. I want to make sure I get the wording right. 5G, the new Nazi thought experiment? I think. It's quite the reach. It's quite the reach. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, very strange how people kind of latch on to certain things. I mean, people are, um, I think I, it was I mean, Luke McNeese was saying earlier on on Twitter, you know, pe- people are inherently pattern, pattern seekers. So they see mm. one thing, you know, you, you see a thing, you hear a noise, you think they're related. And yeah. uh, 
you well, know, yeah, I mean, of, people have been talking about 5G and now there's a worldwide pandemic. It's got to be linked. They've yeah, got to be I mean, linked. It's, it's bizarre, but that, that's, that's, how, that's did, how people work. Did apparently. you see the tweet from Dr. Naomi Wolf, who is a historian oh, Christ, yeah, of some I sort? It. it was amazing to go to Belfast, which does not yet have 5G, and feel the earth, sky, air, human experience, feel the way it did in the 1970s. <laughs> Calm, still, peaceful, restful, natural. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's 1970s. Doesn't, doesn't sound like my experience with 1970s Belfast. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking today, it's like, well, well, I mean, people were protesting 3G as well. Did, did that... I mean, like, did did they just <laughs> yeah. give up on that one? Did they go? Susie you know reminded what? me of a of a three G protest from a few years ago. Whenever uh, people, I can't, I can't remember if it was in Belfast or somewhere else, where people were complaining that the the ma- the three G mast had given them all terrible headaches, and then the guy was. I like, used to. I met well, a guy. We'll see what happens. I mean, if we turn it on, it's going to be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I met a guy. I don't want to say. I don't want to say his name because he's kind of local. Um, whenever we were in a band, he wanted to be our manager and he already sounds bonkers yeah he didn't have a mobile phone and wore a crystal around his neck that he said protected him from wi-fi Hmm. (sighs) i don't know what the wi-fi was doing to him well, I mean, it worked. It sounds that, like the that damage was done. probably worked. Because <laughs> nothing happened to him with the Wi-Fi, so there you go. Also, I mean, the problem is, can you imagine, like, you're, I mean, he's sitting there constantly trying to get a signal he can't because all the Wi-Fi's been sucked into the crystal. That must be annoying. <laughs> Surely at some yeah. point you go, do you know what, I want to enhance the Wi-Fi. Is there any crystals that can do that? I, I don't oh, I'd know. love a, a Wi-Fi enhancing crystal. <laughs> Uh, so, well, they did the same. They did the same with Bluetooth headsets as well. Hmm. Remember, whenever you had to have a Bluetooth headset to, Anything to in the use radio on your waves, it's, car. It's concern- yeah, three G was supposed to give you cancer, and then, yeah. um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the the was there legitimate search or legitimate reasons and worries about three G in the early days, and then it was kind of. I mean, there's like the thing is, I, I'm no conspiracy nut at all, but sometimes something will crop up and you go oh shit, so we were lied to about Iraq or, you know, there's stuff will appear and you'll go, oh, okay, so that actually, there's an element of truth there. Like like the, the moon landing photos where you go, oh shit, they're not fake photos. What they did was they degraded the quality of the photos they had because they didn't want the Soviet Union to realise how good the cameras were on the spaceship. So so there's a kind of element of truth there, but it's like the opposite. So, so yeah, it's, there's definitely kind of stuff in the world that is, you know, different but 5g i don't know i mean yeah i'm always surprised the things that that people will attribute to pure malice Hmm. you know as if as if there's people out there who are trying to kill us all with 5g yeah there are there are legitimate well we talked about this a couple of weeks ago you could be campaigning to get teflon off pots and pans which is a legitimate threat to humanity but instead, you've read something on some website that looks like it was built on GeoCities, and you've decided to run with that. <laughs> so, well played. Well but what done, al- you. What always strikes me is how often these opinions seem to align up with other opinions. You know, oh, yeah. People don't have the 5G causes coronavirus opinion in isolation from everything else. You know, They always believe in 20 other ridiculous things. You've got us, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's always, yeah, it's always the QAnon supporters and the the they're flat all kind Earth. of the, the flat earthers, QAnon, all that stuff roped into one. It's like, well, one of these things is bound to be true. I think they just they, they just want to join something. They just you know they just a bit of a loss for what to do. They they feel a bit like outsiders, and there's a group of outsiders like them. Like yeah. you know, I think we've all seen that flat Earth documentary thing, haven't we? I th- no, I, have, yeah. I haven't watched it. I can't. Yeah, watch it. It. It's no. pretty good. Yeah, it's it's good, but you can tell there's a kind of sadness to them that the 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 people that are in that and and you know and also the ones that don't believe in the other versions of the flat Earth are kind of interesting. But that's, well, yeah, that's I mean, what the, the best do. bits of that flat Earth documentary are whenever they're they, they spend an absolute fortune buying a it's like a bit of hardware that oh, will 100 yeah, tell them if the Earth is curved, and they're yeah. like this this will prove them it's, wrong. Essentially, essentially, it's a giant spirit level. Yeah, and then they, they run it, and then the guy's like, so what are the results? He says, well, this could be pretty embarrassing if these results are true. <laughs> it might actually turn out that the world's not flat, but we'll try it a few more times just to be sure. Mm. 
and even that that then they start to doubt the test they start to doubt the, they start to doubt their methodology and they, they, they refuse to accept the, the, the reality that the earth is not flat because you know they're starting from the premise rather than the you know the scientific that method guy of trying to disprove the premise the, yeah. that guy blew himself up the other month Oh yeah, trying he went to, off trying to rocket, go trying up to in, a, a in a homemade rocket to yeah. to take pictures and prove it once and for all. Own the libs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, could your life have been pointed in a better direction? Do you think? I mean, like, could, I mean, that much get up and go. <laughs> There's a guy who's, a, who's who's quite deep into the flat Earth thing. Don't know if he's in that documentary or not because I haven't seen it. But he has a ninety-minute video on YouTube trying to explain to you uh, how trees aren't real. What? Yeah, yeah. see, that's a non-starter for me. <laughs> trees aren't that's real. A very, that's a very uh, trees aren't real. That's it. Nope. That's a, what are no, they? They're, they're what, not are real. Are the antennas? Are they all five oh, G antennas? I, I mean, I I was not going to spend ninety minutes watching that to find out what he <laughs> thought a fucking tree was. Yeah. I've seen. You, I've, you know, I've seen the, a lot of stuff. At the other end of the online. ninety minutes, you're not going to come out smarter out of it. You know? no, 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 no. I've seen a lot of stuff where people. In fact, if anything, there's. Uh, you wonder if the sunk cost fallacy sinks in, where you've watched something for ninety minutes and you go, "Well, I mean, it can't have been bollocks because I wouldn't have wasted ninety minutes of my life watching that, would I?" <laughs> and then you go, "Well, it must be something to it if I've watched it for." I'll just watch another one, and then by that stage, you're lost. You're gone. Um, somebody posted the sort of the latest thing is. There's two things that are going on about the coronavirus. One is that uh, China lied, which is possible. I don't doubt it. But also, it's also possible China have no idea what their figures are. That's also a possibility. But it has absolutely no bearing on our response, which seems to have been the government fucking up in all sorts of major ways. But the other thing is is this thing where people are posting videos saying, look, here's an eminent German guy, and he's going to explain to you why the numbers aren't as panic-inducing as you think they are. And you're watching, I was watching for five minutes, and he's going, if these pile of deaths meet this pile of deaths, then this and this and that. I'm going, yeah, but, but like I'm seeing these numbers every single day. I, they, they are definitely happening. I don't know what, why you think they're not happening. What, what's the, you know, we're not all locked. Not all the governments of the world have decided, you know, the best way to control everyone, keep them indoors. Yeah. I mean, was there any uh, conspiracy theories you believed when you were younger? Things that you kind believed? of bought into? I don't, I don't, I mean, I definitely believed that if I spat and my urine uh, hit that spit, uh, it, something would happen. I don't know, like what? a flute or something. That's definitely a thing I believe. I don't know if that's a conspiracy theory. I think that's more of a, <laughs> a, a you know, folk myth. It's it's one of those things where I think you believe something, but, and and then you try and prove that it's wrong, and then you can't prove that it's wrong. So you go, ah, well, clearly my it must be true because I couldn't do it. So therefore, the truth of it has never has not been disproved. You know, and it's like, well, you couldn't. But then what? What? I mean, I don't. I'm not serious. I'm. Just, I genuinely thought you couldn't spit and your hit your urine at the same time with your spit because some chemical reaction would happen. But I was very young. Okay. I mean, I don't think that's Scott, an excuse. Do you have a better answer than that? <laughs> My son came in earlier and said, "Daddy, is it okay if I drink a drink of yogurt and eat yogurt at the same time? Will anything <laughs> bad happen? <laughs> no, you'll be fine." <laughs> Kids okay. believe all that. Kids, I mean, there's stuff in your head. You just because I mean, you do think because he goes. What did he say? He said because um, I know if you'd eat this and or if you mix two things that are the same, then something bad could happen. But is that because they're two different cultures? So would something bad happen if these two cultures mixed? Going, no, you'll be fine. It's fine. Oh, I thought you were talking like pop rocks and coke. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, sometimes I think about that, but it's mostly like medication. I've taken one thing of medication and now I want to take That's something what else. That's what he said. Am I... He said, like medicine, if I took, like, you can't know where you yeah, can Yeah, but I don't apply that to yogurt. <laughs> I'm not sitting at my dinner and going, oh, I can't have that slice of chicken because I've already had that slice of beef and God knows what would happen if I mixed the two of them. Turkey and chicken, is that safe? <laughs> Red Dwarf and uh, Quantum Leap got me very, very interested in the Kennedy assassination when I was right, young. Oh, okay. right, yeah. Did you believe um, that everyone who was at the Kennedy assassination in the crowd was some kind of time traveler trying to prevent the Kennedy assassination? <laughs> no, and, that's not. Or trying to make the Kennedy assassination happen because it, if it didn't happen, the Nazis end up overrun us or something. Yeah. Which, which I didn't believe be any like, weird conspiracy theories. I was just interested. I thought it was perfectly reasonable that the, that the CIA had Ken, Kennedy killed. I also thought it was perfectly reasonable that Lee Harvey Oswald was one crazy guy. Hmm. Um, but I was very, very interested. Um, and 
I was a hundred percent sure that aliens existed and were on like Area Fifty One mm-hmm. stuff because I watched there was a show right the X Files was on obviously mm-hmm. that was massive yeah I over you during Day. the X Files. Uh, X Files started in ninety four, ninety or ninety two. Yeah. So I was wa- so I was watching the X Files basically from when it started. So I was eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I that can't started, imagine what that would have done to your head if you were very yeah, young. Yeah, I slept with my light on for a, a, a <laughs> long time. So I'll tell you what 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 messed me up most. I watched the X Files with my dad. Mm-hmm. Then there was a, a, a made for TV movie called Fire in the Sky. Fire in the Sky, the Jehovah Witness one. Oh no! It's, it's about it's a, it's a it, no fire. It's it's, it's a yeah, Mormon. It's called Mormons. Fire yeah, fire in the sky. It's about to be Mormon uh, getting abducted. Yes, Get, I didn't know that. I didn't realize there were Mormons. Um, I remember it was a story about <laughs> a guy getting abducted. Did the religious um, undercurrent of it completely pass you by the idiot? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and then there was a there was a TV series that I remember thinking was absolutely brilliant. And I uh, what was it called? It, Majestic Twelve. Okay, I don't know that one. The Majestic 12 was the name of the, the government kind of covert operation yes, about I've, uh, Area yeah, 51. And, and I think, was that the name of the series? I can't remember. I'll look it up and find out. But those kind of culminated into me being 100% certain that there were aliens at Area 51. Um, and that freaked me out no end. Dark Skies? Dark that Skies, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was like set in the fifties or something. Yeah, so God, it was I, set I around if, Area Fifty One. Yeah, I wonder if it was good. I remember, I remember really liking that, but mm. I don't think it ever really went anywhere. Eighteen um, episodes, no, not that no. many. Couldn't have been that no, good. That, no, mm. um, and I can't be sure about Fire in the Sky and what it's about. I yeah, definitely there, no Fire in the Sky. There, as far as I remember, there was three kind of like hillbillies. There was three <laughs> kind of hillbillies. Um, and one of them gets abducted and like basically loses the run of himself. Yeah. Fire in the sky. An Arizona logger mysteriously disappears for five days in an alleged encounter with a flying saucer in 1975. See, it's the Arizona well, thing makes me think it's not about Mormons. Then it must no, be even the even the still that they Mormons have on wrong. IMDb is like freaking me out. Who's in it? You, oh, Robert Patrick's in it. He was Peter in everything. Ber- Peter Berg. For Robert Patrick never really got a sh- his, uh, chance to shine, did he? Oh, and the director from for it went on to direct uh, the Expanse. Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, that I remember that movie like really, really messing me up. Um, and I watched it recently, not re- well, maybe a, a couple of years ago, um, and it's still giving me a bit of the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> but even there was stuff in the X-Files that like even when it turned out not to be aliens it was still fucking horrific like when they find yeah. the uh, the train car under the desert and they're like oh these are all alien bodies and you're like no these are just people that the government have been doing science experiments on and you're like oh that's somehow worse <laughs> well yeah I kind can, of think that was one of the points of the X-Files was to say you know there's much worse things people can do than what you know the aliens yeah. Yeah. could possibly be at I don't remember I mean for me, it was all when I was that age. Two thousand eighty was the only kind of place you'd find alieny stuff, and that it was pretty clear that was all comics. It just didn't really count. You know, it wasn't real. Yeah, it wasn't I did, real. I did, th- I did, but but here's the thing. Here's the flip side of that is that I believe firmly that all the adverts for things like X-ray specs and sea monkeys were also not real. Like none of those adverts were real adverts for real things. <laughs> that you couldn't get any of those things. Like it was first of all, it was America. You couldn't get anything from America. America was like a country that wasn't real. Like you know, it just didn't it wasn't a real place at all. Uh, not at, like age nine in Belfast. It wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then and then the idea of sending dollars. Like I didn't had anyone even seen a dollar. <laughs> it wasn't a real. <laughs> I mean, currency. I remember. I, I can't remember. I think I bought them from like a car boot sale or something. Or I can't remember where I got them what, from. Sea monkeys. But I had a, no, yeah, no, I, no, 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 no. I, I had, had a sea monkeys. I had a stack of um, issues of guns and ammo <laughs> that I bought. Like whenever I was. Wow. I, but I like, mean, again, I probably, I, we around, can probably only be grateful. We can only be grateful that you were born in Northern Ireland and not the Midwest of America because you would be a full-on redneck. Not a redneck. No, not a redneck. Oh, I think I, so. I have, I have, no, I have, I have fairly... You'd be a uh, responsible gun owner. And yeah, I have fairly, stri- fairly strict views on who should and should not be allowed to own a gun. <laughs> Me and no one else. Um, 
but I had, yeah, so I had, and they were all from like, they were like, you know, from like 1975 or something. They were from uh, years before I had acquired them. But there was adverts in it for like, send us four ninety nine and we'll send you a BB gun. And I was like, mm. oh, I'm doing that. So I rode off to a lot of places in America that probably didn't exist um, anymore, uh, asking yeah. to, be, to be sent a, to, to send a BB gun to Northern Ireland, please. <laughs> all, all you had to do was go to North Corner Market and you could have gone. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all your letters being intercepted by the, by the RUC and going, God. another gun runner. <laughs> <laughs> but did you never did you never have sea monkeys, PJ, no? No, I never did. I, I mean, I saw the drawings of them and I just knew that, that there's no way they could look like that. There's well, just, I bought x-ray specs the draw- from the back of a magazine. Oh, and with the, how the right? I'm curious as to what the difference between the advertisement of what they were <laughs> and the actuality. So, of what in they the advertisement, were. you could see it had somebody looking at their hand, and you could yeah. see the bones in their hand. And so the what? glasses, as I recall, had like the word X-ray with two little holes for where your eyes would look out. So yeah, so that, yeah, yeah. So what happened was, whenever and you know, even at whatever age I was, I was able to figure out what they were doing. So what they did <clears> was. So you take your hand mm-hmm. and it takes whatever the lenses are doing, one it takes your hand, moves it slightly to the left and the other one moves it slightly to the right. So uh-huh. at only the points in the middle where they intersect, is it quite dark? So it looks like you have really mm-hmm. thin fingers, almost like bones, but you can see the ghosted outline of, of your hand. So it's, a bit, so it's a bit like if you held one hand up to one eye and kept both eyes open, it'd be like, oh, I can see through my hand. Well, sort like of, that. yeah. It's, it's it, And they were red tinted as well. So they, it was like, you know, the old 3D, red plastic yeah. 3D glasses. Um, so that they were red tinted as well. And you could kind it kind of looked like it was your bones, but it was just still, an optical illusion. Still kind of cool, though. Still I mean, fun, they sound yeah. vaguely cool. Yeah, yeah. You used to buy um, loads of stuff out of those. Like, do you remember the, the paper balloons? Like, they're no. massive. They were about, they must have been about... I don't know, 15 feet long or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then there was, I remember seeing something in the news telling people to stop buying them because they were interfering with planes. So you got these big, <laughs> they were massive, like a big massive sausage shaped thing and it came roll, rolled up in this paper and you just basically blew into it, tied the end and it was so light you just kind of bopped it up and if the wind caught it right, mm-hmm. it just kind of took off this massive sausage shaped <laughs> It's slightly annoying to me now that I looked at all of those adverts and just instantly dismissed them as things I could never have. Yeah, what else? I think that sh- I think that shows the difference between a Catholic upbringing and a Protestant upbringing, though. Plastic finger guillotine. They made it look <laughs> yeah. like you, you, your finger, and you put a cigarette butt or something in the bottom of it, and it cut the cigarette butt, but didn't cut your finger. Um, oh, that sounds cool. Well, yeah, I think I think you're right, Paige. I think us as Protestants, we were encouraged to believe we could have anything we wanted. <laughs> And uh, Catholics were encouraged to believe that nothing was really theirs. Who says no, you can't you, order a gun from can... America? You do what you do what you want. You don't let no, none son, of them tell you guns, different. If you want a gun, you get them off the back of Mickey and his van later on. That's uh, how I'm not buying any guns off Mickey for a start. Son, when you're old enough, you can join the <laughs> RUC. You can have a gun of your own. <laughs> Did you see I posted a thing earlier about a, a boat in... Um, it's, it's a Venezuelan military boat. I asked a... I think it's a it's a cruiser ship to kind of pull into port. Did you see that? I they they the, this military boat decided that this cruise ship, which which goes normally through sort of the Arctic and uh, goes and bothers some, it might be the Antarctic, goes and bothers penguins. They they're basically a tourist boat for taking tourists around. And this military boat went, hey, pull into port. Fuck you, you're not allowed here. And they're going, we're not really doing anything. They went, change course, move into port here. And they didn't, and the military boat apparently opened fire on them, and they were like, "Going shit, I, we're we're just gonna we're staying here. We don't know what, what we're supposed to be doing." And the military boat went, "If you don't, we're gonna ram you." And the military boat rammed them, but that boat, uh, the the sightseeing boat, is designed for touring around where icebergs are, and so has a reinforced hull. And so when the military boat hit it, it sank. <laughs> oh God. Right. And so, and so the Venezuelan military boat sank, while the other cruise boat just dawdled on. Isn't that amazing? When H- Hannah's mum went on a cruise last year, and she said, like, there was about, I think they had a period of about four or five days where they were just on open water for uh, wherever they're between two destinations. Um, and during those days, they had simulated attacks by pirates. 
and like what? what 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 you had to do like what the what the, you as a as a um passenger as a passenger had to do if the uh if the boat was attacked by pirates uh, and they had like these water jets that would fly over the side and shoot down at the pirates and then you had to go and hide in the hide in these specially designed rooms and uh, like they at what point do you think you get on a cruise ship and they go right now you're here and you can't get a refund let's talk you through what happens if pirates attack yeah, is that like if you got that in a letter before you booked it? Would you go? Do you know I'm 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 not going to do this. I'm the, I yeah. refuse. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I suppose you forget that cruises. I mean, you're on the open sea. You could be attacked by pirates. I mean, yeah. Well, it doesn't it's seem like a real like the, thing. The, the, the warnings what to happen if the plane crashes. I mean, you don't assume the plane's going to crash just because you're. Being yeah, I know, but I mean, you also don't yeah, simulate the... a crash and, and go right. Here's how we're all going to get out now because we've simulated a crash. Well, they, I mean, they talk, crash... they talk they talk you through it, but again, that's different. There's a difference between a plane crashing and a boat sinking. At no point are they well, talking me through the, what happens if a band of air pirates in a blimp try to hijack <laughs> us. Do you know what? If that were the case, I would fly more often. Oh, I'd, I'd fly every day. <laughs> Somebody in a Zeppelin trying to take us down. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so how, how, how's the pandemic treating you? I'm, I'm not struggling at all. <laughs> well, this does not surprise me. <laughs> for for you, it does not surprise me. How is your butt with it sitting down so much and and having to do computer rem- work remotely? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's it's, it's not the most comfortable, but um, I'm getting I'm getting used to it. You know, I'm going I'm going into work tomorrow to to get my chair because I've been sitting on a dining room chair that I've that I'd moved Ooh. downstairs and my. Uh, my back and my ass and everything are just shot. So I'm going to steal my chair out of uh, out of work tomorrow. It is, it is funny how how much a chair makes a big difference, especially yeah. if you sat down all the time. I've got this stupid yeah. thing I bought, which was supposed to be nice and extra comfy. It's just it does feel like you're sat on a coat. It's like you know whenever you sit in your coat and there's hard bits and soft bits and your oh yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like that there. And it's supposed to be lumber supporting and stuff. And I was like, no, it's just really uncomfortable. But it Did is you not buy if it off I take a friend. No, I got the chair from my mate Stevie. So, and having having got the chair prior to the pandemic, and I knew the pandemic was coming to, to our town. I knew I knew if China had gone into lockdown, all the other countries would start doing the same thing. Um, so, I, <laughs> whereas other people went and bought bog roll, I went and bought a comfier chair <laughs> just because I thought this is what I'm going to need. Um, so, I I bought the the the. The, the what do you call it lumber support thing for me but from uh, Amazon just because it looked like it'd be a good one but it was like 20 30 quid it's memory foam but it's it's rubbish it's rubbish no. um, and it has cooling gel supposed to keep your butt nice and cold but it's not really doing the job um, so yeah no I mean I, I've gone now we've gone so uh, today what I, Annette came into the living room and said I can't lift Tom Nathan anymore so I've realised that that's a marker for how far you've been in a pandemic is have you reached the stage where everyone's tried to lift everyone up to see if they can still lift everyone up in the house yet oh, well, we're, we're, yeah we're not I mean I can I can still lift everyone <laughs> but I, but but I know that because I have to lift them on a regular basis. Are, you, are we talking well, Hannah as well? Yeah. <laughs> just, just leave that one there. I think. Yeah, just, yeah, just let's 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 move on from there. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, there's we've we've the kids are not coping great with it. Tom's sort of not enjoying going out anyway. He doesn't enjoy going out, so he's quite happy to sit in. Nathan's. I've already heard Nathan ranting to his mates about how. Um, if they tell us we're not allowed to go out for walks, he's going to become schizophrenic or something. He's going to go mad because it's just it's going to be too much for him. Like so as a threat, really he's just out. going to go schizophrenic. Well, yeah, that could be. Um, and oh, and I I've programmed my Siri so that whenever Nathan turns his music up, I just go, "Hey, Siri, ask Nathan to turn it down," and it sends him a text message because I've I've fed up shouting at him to turn it down. <laughs> So just, and then I got a wee text message back just saying, okay, and the music will go down a bit. So um, it's okay. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is we're still, this is still early. This is still really, is really very, early. very, very early days. And and we have so much further to go that, that, and the end is not determinate. There's no sort of, here's the end point in this game. There's no, it's like Monopoly. It's like a game of Monopoly that you can't escape from. There is no end point. There is no way anyone's going to come out of it not not annoyed with the other person, and it will never ever end. Well, unlike Monopoly, you... it'll it'll end a lot longer if you don't stick to the proper rules. 
<laughs> That's right. I played I played Monopoly properly for the first time about two years ago, and it's way more fun than whatever fucking way everybody I've ever known has played it for for forever. And that, the game and the game finishes in a reasonable time. Yeah, probably yeah. Monopoly shouldn't take more than an hour, hour and a half. No. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like Ron was making the point that if we all follow the rules, then the, the staying in the house would be over earlier. You took the point to be if we follow the proper rules, we'd end the game in op- Monopoly faster. <laughs> so, Look, it was a good point, and Scott ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> Touchdown. Yeah, so so the, the set of rules that you're supposed to play are the... Um, you're allowed to buy anywhere as soon as you land on it, isn't it? As soon as you land on it, and if, and if you choose not to buy it, it goes up to auction for the other auction, players. Yeah. Nobody else can. Yeah. And also, this yeah. this putting the money in the centre for people to win, you know, whenever they... You know, it keeps money in the game far too long. Yeah. Money money shouldn't stay in the game. So putting money on um, whatever it is, uh, free parking, yeah. that, keep, that artificially keeps the game running longer because the money what doesn't you- get cycled out of the game. What do you mean, putting money on free parking? So Who some people that? have a house rule where whenever you... Whenever you land on, say, a chance square or a, or a community chest, you have to pay things. Uh-huh. And it's not to another player. It goes into onto free parking. And then if anyone lands on free parking, they get oh, the they money get that that's money? on there. Oh, that's oh, no, bullshit. That's people treat that. That's a really popular house rule. And if uh, people land on, people like, seem to like this because it means it adds a bit of excitement about going up to that point And, you know, they can win some more money. But they don't realize that keeps money in the game. Yeah. And keeps the mm. game going artificially longer than it should. No. I think the best way to play Monopoly is to not play Monopoly. I just, I mean, even though we've like nine different kinds of Monopoly boards, it's the same bloody game. It's just like it's got Skeletor on it or it's got flipping The Simpsons on it. or, But it's the same game. We do yeah, have I've a got, cheats I've, edition. I've got Game of Thrones. <laughs> of course you do. Was that, a fa- was that a purchase for the Game of Thrones people or that was did you gift. buy that, that yourself? A, no, that was a gift from uh, one of the writers, I think. No. Could you? Could like, it was either that or Risk. I can't remember which one it was. Mm. Well, one, one of the first things I did whenever whenever we were all locked down was I kind of went. I'm not. I'm not doing this um, creator own stuff anymore because I've got I've got work on. I'll do the work. I'll put the creator own stuff aside because I don't get paid for that. Just move on. Um, but the idea of the government giving me eighty percent of my income has made me start thinking I could afford to do some creator owned work again. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, but not not big graphic novel. I'm kind of thinking 16 pages book, uh, like a complete monthly book that's 16 pages of comics, and flog that for two dollars or something on Comicsology. I'm thinking oh, that might good. be good. That might be a good idea. I don't know. I'm well, not. You, uh, are you being creative in any way at home? Is no. Hannah? Oh, well, no? I can't. Like I literally, I have work on every day. Hmm. Like I, I am. Working all day every day. Are you day busier? Apart, except weekends. Are, you, are yeah. you finding yourself unable to switch off? Or are you kind of busy? Yeah, like there is part of me. It's like, well, the, the stuff's just downstairs. Why do I not just finish? Like, I'll get to dinner time, put the kids to bed, and, and it's like either sit down and watch something, or I could go, eh, I could go down and do like another hour or two and like mm. get some stuff wrapped up. And it's, it's dangerous it's, that because it's very hard to kind of switch your brain out of that. I think. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying very hard because then, uh, you know, ultimately Hannah doesn't see me <clears throat> all day because mm. she's upstairs with the kids, maybe, you know, lunch and dinner, put the kids to bed. And then if I was to come back down here again, that's just not, that's not that's healthy. It, yeah. um, that, that unfortunately is, I mean, that's my life. That's my life now. That's the life of the freelancer. Yeah. yeah I, I sat today and was like, I had a sore stomach last night, so I was a wee bit out of it today, really. Um, and I kind of went into the, um, so our house now, the living room, and that's fine, it's a struggle to read. She reads a lot, and she's finding it a struggle to read. And so I've seen various people talk online about how it's okay. Like, it's of course, it's hard to concentrate on anything for longer than 20 or 30 minutes, because Jesus fucking Christ, we're in the middle of a, a, a once in a hundred year event. This is unusual. It's okay. You know, you it's hope. okay not to, not to kind of thing. Well, you hope it is, but I mean, maybe it'll happen again. I don't know. Maybe this is our new future. Um, I don't know but in either case we're transitioning from one state of being to another and that doesn't happen easily you know it doesn't happen without a lot of bumps on the way so Annette was trying to read and she was in the living room she went I'm, I'm going to go to the bedroom to read there's too much going on in the living room there's just the big TV and there's some lights and you know it's it's not like there's a lot of ha- action in the living room but the bedroom is a slightly calmer room so she went to the bedroom I says I'll, I'll come in and sit and I was sitting there and I was, I was just sitting on the bed and on my iPhone and I turned to her I went is this what people do when they, when they don't work all the time <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do 
I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I don't know how I'm supposed to relax without going. Like, my idea of relaxing is going, I've finished drawing this comic for someone to pay me. What can I do? Oh, I could actually do a different comic. Like that that story about the, the boat. I thought that would be really fun to draw as a comic. And, and, I, and I catch myself going, why are you doing that to yourself? Stop. Actually relax. It's okay not to make something. It's okay just spend four hours just doing nothing. Just doing nothing. Well, I just like to. Um, I've just had a BBC Flash news update. Is this a, has the Prime Minister's gone into hospital? Yes. Mm. Boris Johnson has been admitted to hospital. Yeah, it's been. I mean, he he nominated a successor pretty quickly, so I I don't know if he expected it to go south or not. I don't know. I mean, he and he's he's looked ill, and he hasn't done any of the briefings from his. Uh, you know, he could easily have done them from. I mean, did you see the Queen earlier? No, I didn't. She was definitely not someone who linked up an iPhone to record that. That was not recorded by herself in a on her own with her makeup done. Like I've been watching the TV presenters, and they're getting more and more fluffy, and their makeup's getting yeah. a wee bit weaker, and you know, not so good. Somebody pointed out it's like. Um, it's like the the uh, the nineteen eighty nine Batman movie where the Joker poisons the makeup and Little all of the TV X. presenters yeah all of the TV presenters don't know which makeup's been poisoned so they stop using it and they all look awful. Which <laughs> one? Which one's like that? that? The original, the, 1980, the original. 89 Batman. Oh where he yeah. Poison, he poisons uh, a number of different chemicals and uh, won't say what they are. And also, it's the combination of them, isn't it? It's like yes, you use them. Yeah. So, so right back to the the two yogurt problem. Uh, if, you, if you use them in a certain combination, it'll kill you. And so, of course, they all avoid them. They all look dreadful. But it's like if you're watching some of the news, especially some of the female presenters with bigger hair that is obviously always kind of fully like contained in with aerosols. And you look at them now, and their hair's got straggly lines coming yeah, out of it and stuff. Very and much so. You know, and the blokes are the same. I mean, there's, you know, there's not. It's just the blokes' hair. The advantage they have is that all they need to do is slap it down with some water. But even then, you kind of you. Oh no, that's not working. Did you watch um, Have I Got News For You? No. It was done over, essentially over Zoom. Oh really? The whole, okay. Yeah, yeah, the whole episode was essentially done over Zoom. And you could tell that, that uh, you know, um, what do you call me and his lop's hair was starting to look very like, oh, it's, I would have had a haircut before this show. Well, if, I find all of this pretty interesting in that it's, it's kind of brought home to me how much better people who do YouTube are at this stuff. Yes, yeah. I mean, the average, you know, whenever you cut to, like, some of the most respected journalists in the country and then they're doing stuff from home and, like, their setup is not as good as, like, some 15-year-old on YouTube, mm. you know, and, and it's, uh, it's it's kind of interesting, you know, it's like, all of a the sudden... Audio, the audio is almost uniformly terrible. It is. Like it's, even, it's, even, even the audio on Have I, Have I Got News For You, where they've got, you can see they've got mics linked up, so they've obviously been shipped out stuff, but of course they haven't been able to test it and they don't know how to use it properly, so... Yeah, yeah uh, and it's, it's not so, like, you know, you could say, oh well we why would a journalist have all this really great equipment in their house you know they're paid yeah, by the bbc yeah. or the paper but we've been locked down for two weeks now you could have spent 200 quid on amazon mm-hmm. and well, you know you and could, got the stuff I mean, out the problem is ever since this stuff kicked off all of the good gear is sold out of amazon like really fast oh really <laughs> so oh that's anything, interesting anything you want to buy for for uh, live streaming or you know decent microphones for your desktop or things that i've noticed um monitors for plugging into laptops to get bigger screens anything you can think of that people would need for working from home that shit's gone <laughs> and, and uh Very you know the, the, so we were the, pretty lucky to get our mics then yeah you were actually yeah i just went but, to argos um, <laughs> yeah i mean i i was kind of looking at argos because I, I was going to try and buy a um an adapter for plugging my my really good sony camera into to, to see if i could get that to use that as a webcam just because, you know, I'm stuck in the house, why not? Hmm. Uh, and there was only one available in, in Northern Ireland, and the next morning it was gone. Hmm. So things like that I, are, are definitely I've been sort popular. of half tempted to do some video blogging, but then I keep remembering I'm not really in the house on my own anyway. It's like a, it's full of other people, so I just feel like a prat the moment I open my mouth. Um, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> what? What? Um, so it looks like we're getting a new iPhone next week. Are oh, we? The, the SE. Are we? I mean, what's, what's yeah, the what's I, that? the what's iPhone that? nine, which is going to be 9? the cheapest. 
going to be their am, cheapest. Am I, am I, am I, have I missed something? Where, where, what happened to the 11? Has the, it well, gone backwards? The, no, they're, 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 they're releasing a budget uh-huh. a budget iPhone that they're saying is going to cost around 300 quid. <gasps> mm-hmm. so um, this, be, this is basically the same as the iPhones, you know, 6, 7, SE 8. And, yeah. You know, so it, yeah. it's, it's the same shape, but with you know, better processor, better camera, a few other better yeah, things in it. So essentially, probably the iPhone 7 or something rebadged and tidied up. Yeah, or, yeah. And I, I, I'd imagine this might be the last one they release in that format, unless unless they always want to have a budget version. But I can't, you know, Apple have never really been I'm interested not, in that stuff. You know, well, so. I don't know. I think they should be. Like, they're, 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 you know, they're number one in most of the world, but they are pretty much nowhere in Asia. Like they are, they do not sell particularly well in the likes you know what, of China. You know what, what I hadn't realised was going to be a problem until now, which is that I went out shopping with a mask on uh, today because we have a mask, right? We have one mask, and Nathan's uh, mum's, Nathan's friend's mum had a bunch of masks. She's from China, had come home from China with a bunch of them and given one to Nathan. This was ages and ages ago. And we've been making fun of him ever since because, of course, he's always wanted to wear a mask anyway, no matter what the conditions are in the world. <laughs> uh, and so now I've kind of gone, well, I'll, I'll start, I'll, you know, I've got this mask, I'll take it with me. And, of course, I, I've got the new iPhone 11 and it's got facial recognition, but it doesn't work if you've got a mask on. So every time I go to pay for something, I've got to take my mask off so it can see my face in order for me to pay for something. Yeah, so, I haven't thought of that. No, you could, use my, no, I use you my watch pa- to pay for things. Put so. the passcode in. Yeah, well, I know that, but I mean, I mean, it's much easier if you can do the double tap and then just put the thing. Yeah, no, you yeah, double no. you double tap and then the it says things. you double tap. It says face not recognized. Pay with passcode and you t- type yes and you put your passcode in. Do you have like a six digit passcode in your Scott? Yeah, no four. I have six. I have six. Yeah. You see, I, no, mine, mine's password. I, I, I wasn't going to trust just numbers, <laughs> so I put a proper alphanumeric code on there. I mean, I don't know who you think's breaking it. Like, the thing is, nobody's guessing my four-digit number, and they're not. Well, they only have to guess ten thousand times. Four. Yeah, and the, the, but the, if the people that are going to be breaking into my phone are like the police doing like a brute force, one of those things you hook it up to and leave it for three days, and like uh, even then it's going to get it's going to crack your alphanumeric code the same way gonna it's going to crack mine. No, no, my, my, no, mine, no, no. mine, mine would not be cracked in anywhere near like the time before digital code to be tra- cracked. Also, the police are desperate to find out where you're getting your BB guns from. So I know, like that's a, that's the thing I'll need to know. No, yeah, I mean like those things. You know, the the increase in how long it takes is like is like logarithmic. You know, with four yeah, digits, but, but it's, it's like I don't twelve have days and six digits. It's something like but you're, two, that, I two mean, or three months. That, what what you're doing there, Scott, is you're going. I have nothing to protect, so therefore I don't care. That's yeah. essentially what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I well, I, I've stuff to protect. You know, I mean, yeah. every, I mean, you, you get access to my phone. You get access to all my clients' data. Mm. Yeah, you know, so yeah, you've got legit stuff. To you, know, my, you know, mine is the way into yours. like you know so many people's machines and and you know passwords and things like that. It's it's too important to me to have it locked down. So mm. Mm. yeah, so but then alpha numeric keyboard pass is a pain in the ass. Then whenever you're going to pay for something, doesn't it? Well, yeah. You, but how, I, how does your I, watch work then separately? Does it? You just double click the watch, and it you know works. What's it? What's it using to verify that you're you? Once you've once, once it, you put it on your wrist, Bluetooth to it. your to your phone then it it, uh, it uses that connection to verify but well, you, you can leave your phone behind at that point hey so hang on a second so once it's on your wrist yes. that then is used useful to pay for things yes yeah. so like someone could take it from your wrist and no as soon as it, no as soon as it's so off, so your, so wrist, it it off your wrist it, it needs to be re- repaired with the phone again oh yeah, and it tells that by by the skin connection or something. Yeah, oh, right. So. Oh, right. So the skin connection. Okay. Well, that is clever, I suppose. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is no way of knowing you're not you. But that doesn't matter because whenever it's off your wrist, that's it. As soon as you put it back on, there is a four-digit code you have to type in on the watch. There's no option mm-hmm. for anything stronger than that. Okay. But you know, they only get like then, three, three attempts, and then I think it's locked down. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well. So uh, have you been out shopping? You find I've been to the shop like it? three times. It's across, mm-hmm. you know, it's across the road from my house. It's not far to go, and um, yeah, they've got like rubber gloves or like you know latex gloves for you to put on and walk around the shop. The shop's quieter latex than it's ever gloves. been. Ooh, fancy! Is it where you are? Oh yeah, everyone... I mean, it's it's only a little garage, you know. So there's there's no one in it. 
Yeah. You, you go in and you can kind of walk around the shop without being bothered by anyone. I suppose people are maybe making their big big shopping trips down to other bigger shops then, are they, from where you are? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because we have well, we have a few shops around us. Dunn's is around the corner from us. Dunn's, if you don't know, it's a big shop in the centre. A, a big sort of Irish shop. Irish chain. Place, yeah. An Irish chain. But they do all, I mean, they do clothes and food and stuff. And the one around the corner from us isn't a particularly massive store but it is it does seem to be some sort of hub for Dunn's um, so they've got a bunch of trucks that go in and out of the back of it so it, I, I, th- I actually suspect it's a big storage warehouse for Northern Ireland's distribution um, Is the back of so, it not the library? No they, they bought up a whole bunch of land of the libraries and so there's there's trucks in the back of it as oh, well because okay. the library back used to be quite big and then uh, Dunn's seemed to have bought that for for their trucks and stuff so but i mean it's never been that busy but it is now so anytime we've ever i mean it's got a massive car park as well but the massive car park that because i used to play there when i was a kid and where dunn's car park is used to be a big uh i think it was a car showroom or something prior to that but by the time when i was playing there i was four or five uh from about the age of four or five to about the age of nine um around that whole area was just stones it was all stones for cars to park in and we called i called it stone factory because i saw it looked like a factory and all all i did was made stones and at the back of that was a garage where i i went into one time and caught a guy masturbating um and so you say we, caught like yeah, I, caught well, he literally trousers down uh and he had a magazine out and he went i'm just doing this and he just oh. kept going and i went right, just kept I'm going leaving <laughs> and, and it, I'm just doing. I'm just doing this. What are you doing? I'm in the, I'm, I'm in the middle of something here, son. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, and I just turned around and left. Um, and but the so the uh, so that was that. No, this is where the car park is now. It was that whole area. So that became just they just flattened that became a car park. And then the the re- the other side where Dunn's stores actually is was a big factory of some kind. I don't know what kind of factory it was, but it was bloody massive. Uh, and and it long since gone to seed because we we would climb in there sometimes and see it kind of falling apart and stuff. Very dangerous. Shouldn't do that, but that's what we did. Uh, so when Dunn's bought it, they kind of extended it further back and bought part of the land of the library because um, the library was sort of in the back of that. And the, li- the library had a really big, lovely back garden, which then went as soon as Dunn's kind of bought that extra land. Um, so anyway... The reason I'm telling you all this is that place should never have been open for very long because it never had the trade. It doesn't have the business, you would think anyway, but it seems to be a hub. So uh, I've gone down there and it's never mad busy, but it's always busy enough now. And Tesco's in the front of the road's busy enough. And Tesco's, the big Tesco's mad busy with big, big queues all the way up. But there is a little spar around the corner from us, which is not that busy. So, so we're able to get kind of regular supplies, but it is a pain in the backside if you want to get... You know, uh, slightly more not obscure stuff, but you know, you like there's there's the fixed things that are easy to get, and then you want to get some soap or washing up liquids or something that that can be a little harder to get. So, or our milkman's coming that, up trumps. Ah, I know you're so jealous of you having a milkman. Um, so you we're got a milkman, Ron? I think you said you had. I do, yeah. I, 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 no, it wasn't until Scott mentioned the milkman last week that I realised that milkman, milkmen do sell uh, things like eggs, and I need to. Yeah, and also milkmen could be milk ladies. Oh, it's definitely milkman milk we have. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, we're, I, we get a tray, a, a, tr- a big tray of yogurts, a big box of eggs, milk, some potatoes, and some orange juice. Sometimes I'd love to see the cow that does that. <laughs> I disappointed though because it used to be it used to be like milkman's orange in a glass pint bottle. Mm-hmm. If you if you ever remember how delicious yes, that was, yeah. but no. it's no longer, no longer. I I had thought all the milkmen had just died off, and then I posted on Twitter saying, "Oh, what we really need is a milkman," and everyone's going, "Yeah, I got one." I go, "What what what's going on?" I sometimes feel like Belfast. Like where I am, especially a lot of the little smaller obscure things that you, you still get in the outskirts have just died off because we're a big city. And you know, but they're not really a big city, but like, it's easy. Yeah, to I think you're you're far anywhere. enough from the country. I mean, if you if you drive two and a half minutes from my house, you're into the hills, and that's where the the milk and the, the dairy farm and stuff is. Um, so that's you know that's probably why they're delivering mm-hmm. around here, and you're you know a good bit further in. Than that, but yeah. you get you get benefits of other things. <laughs> yeah, no, there's those lovely parks we can't go to. Yeah. The lyric theaters across the road from me, I can't go to that either. There's a whole bunch of things I can't go to now. It's brilliant. 
Well, you know, there were there were advantages to it, but it, it it's all gone out the window now. Um, so, have you got plans for this week for what you're doing? Have you? I mean, I I, I every every Sunday I kind of lay out what I'm doing for the rest of the week in my day job, and then kind of try and do that. And I've been trying to keep a couple of days free for creator owned work and stuff. So I do the paid work, paid work, paid work, creator owned work. That's for me, and then a light amount of work for the weekend. That's been me trying to. This is before the pandemic stuff. Trying to kind of ration my work out in such a way that I don't end up doing it all and, you know, working so hard that I don't have any time for anyone else in, in the house. No but we don't really have that, they- that option. I have I have work Monday, Tuesday, <clears throat> Wednesday, Thursday this week, um, <clears throat> and then nothing on on Friday at the minute. But the way my schedule is filling up, I think now that there was a bit of panic, but now that people can see that uh, editors can just take the machines and the footage home with <clears throat> them, Stuff can still get finished. It's it's really the new productions are the problem, and I think the pipeline yes. is still going to be people are going to want stuff. Yeah, you because know, I'm kind of going. At what point are we going to run out of things to watch? Yeah, <laughs> at some at some stage there'll be nothing left to watch. Well, look, there's episodes, going, episodes of Columbo I haven't seen yet. Uh, <laughs> well, I finished. I, bl- like, I blew through the last two weeks. I have watched <clears throat> uh, three seasons of Ozark mm-hmm. on Netflix, and it's really How can you good. You watch that while you're working. Like, can, is it not? Are you not watching it and going, "Shit, I've coloured all this." Like, like uh, I, I don't like understand how Scott can watch so much stuff because <laughs> he always seems to be watching something <laughs> all day I long. Listen, stuff that I'm not particularly um, interested in, I'll just do what you do, PJ, and I'll just listen to it while I'm working. Hmm. Like, I when I was doing billions, uh, I just listen to it while I'm working. It's not something that I need to be watching. It's all pretty dialogue heavy and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just fine to listen to it. Um, yeah. I don't need to be watching it. But also, I'm, it's not going to impact what I do on the on the screen. It's not going to color or tint, uh, tint how I'm, I'm working. Well, could I recommend then Play for the Day on uh, Radio 4? Play for the Day. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can get play for today. Maybe it's so there's always, I'm a, there's always, always a play interested on. in audio stuff. What's on play for today on Radio Four? Every, every day there's an original play. Oh, is there? Yeah, okay. and they're all they're, you know they'll all be on BBC Sounds. Okay, I like that. That's a good thing. I've been I, I've I've been really listening a lot to the this week in virology that Susie recommended a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it's yeah, really I'm, really good. Yeah, I don't really I think mean, I, I don't really think I need that at the moment. No, no, it's brilliant. I mean, it's really, really good. It's a proper sort of nuts and bolts of of viruses generally, and the and the people they they because they that's what it's always been about is is the, and they all know each other really well. And but neither, you know, neither getting calls in from doctors here in the middle of it, and they're kind of saying this is this is what the situation is like and stuff. Well, yeah, it's, um, it's like you know they started this podcast years ago, and now it's like really popular all of a sudden. <laughs> like, yeah. oh god, let's get some decent mics. Let's get the let's get the the production value of this thing way up. Yeah, I don't I don't well, need I don't, any I mean, more. I Stories I from the it was front always line. pretty good, um, but no, I mean they talk about how the chemical processes of the viruses work, of viruses generally, and and so it's not just and it, but they, they do seem. To, I mean, it's this week in virology, but it does seem to be out four episodes a week or something at the moment. So I don't know if that's changed. Yeah, well, I suppose the story changes too fast at the minute. You know, they must have to keep up on. Well, it. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't. It was never specifically. I don't think anyway. It was never. Let's do a podcast about the uh, the global pandemic we're living through right now. It was no, always, but, but we like to talk about viruses because they're kind of cool. Yeah, but they also you know would have focused on the news in the world of viruses every week, whereas now yeah. there's news every day. Yeah, that's, that's you know there's that's content to, to go around. That is true. So you're you're what about you, Ron? What about work for you? What's what's your? Have you got a set plan or is my, my work is, after my work is largely reactive quite a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm is just there less of it or more of it right now? Is it, there, are you dealing with look, different kinds of stuff? I would say it's definitely dwindling at this point. Mm. You know, I'm less busy. You know, as, as the week goes by, but then you know, every so often something stupid comes in, and I end up spending the afternoon helping to fix some 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 issue that someone's had on a, on site. So. You know, at the minute, I have nothing really planned for tomorrow, but I'll I'll get phone calls, you know, that'll kind of keep me yeah, busy really the rest right. of the day. At some point, though, you know, things are bound to level off where I'm only getting yeah. one or two calls a day. So, yeah, yeah. it's giving me some, yeah. some time to do other stuff. But 
mean, my plan as far as creativity goes, you know, there, there's not an awful lot I can do in the house, but I'm I've I've ordered a a sampler, and I'm going to sit in a, a tiny a tiny little um sort of calculator. You keep ordering size. samplers and things. You keep ordering musical instruments and then I, not doing anything with them. Well, uh, this one was this one was cheap, and it's the size of a calculator, and I can just literally speak words into it and uh, okay. play them in different tones and stuff. So that may be a pick of the week next week whenever I how to play with it. How much? How much was it? Seventy-two pounds. Okay. Um, so and basically, it's a, it's like a the sampler has got forty. It's a, it's a sampler and sequencer, and it's got about forty seconds of memory in it for audio. Um, so you can kind of spit a lot of beats and things into it, or sample audio into, it, and then you can set it to play that back in I different. Sp- I spit a lot of beats, me all the time. I'm constantly <laughs> spitting the beats. Um, I saw on Katoke a Kotki. Kotki. Cut key, uh, a thing for Nathan, I think, which I'll buy for Christmas, which is cut your own records with the easy record maker. Ah. You plug in an auxiliary input and it just records whatever you're pumping through it oh, onto a little Christ. single. He's just going to release an album of farts. <laughs> Not Nathan, no, he will be, you know, well, he's a poor fella. He's been trying to make music and he just doesn't know how to do it. Well, if he's, he's interested you know, he's, in making beats and stuff, I will have a go at this thing and then see what he thinks of. I mean, because they, they have cheaper ones that just do beats. Like they don't do, mm. there aren't samplers. There are ones where you can just like um, fire together like a drum machine and stuff on it, and it's literally the size of a calculator with about I think yeah. twenty twenty four buttons so on it. I'm going to file that away for Christmas present next year. Then is probably a good idea. Well, so if I have fun it. with it, this is like a thing I can tell people buy me this for my birthday because you can mm. kind of buy multiple ones of them and then chain them all together and have oh, say can you? All right, that's a, you know, a drum machine on one of them, bass on the other. Yeah. You know, sequence even on you're the other. not mad enough to buy four of them in one go. Well, there, there are cheap. I mean, I the, the, the more tempted. expensive, the more expensive ones, seventy two quid. The cheaper ones are like forty and thirty nine oh, quid. Okay. Things like that. All right. All right. Okay. So, are we going to do a pick of the week this week, or are we going to? I got yeah. I got some stuff. Okay. Okay. Go on then. Um, I am playing a game on the (laughs) Nintendo Switch called The Flame in the Flood, Mm -hmm. which I think everyone else is playing Animal Crossing. Why are you playing that? Yes. (laughs) Everybody else is playing Animal Crossing. I have never played Animal Crossing. I never had a GameCube or I was it maybe on the Wii as well. I don't know. So I don't really know what Animal Crossing is. If I I'm did have it on the GameCube, and whenever whenever I saw all the Animal Crossing memes and everyone talking about uh, playing Animal Crossing, I was like, "That game." I, yeah, I, 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 got, I think I got tired of it like after about two weeks back in you know two thousand and three. I think the funny thing dog. is that this is this is kind of like Animal Crossing dialed up. So basically, the the, the story is, and it's it's beautiful. We can post some pictures. The the artwork's amazing. Um, you play you as a, we we shall post some pictures. Somebody's going to post some pictures. I'm, no, I'm not. Po- no, I'm not posting shit. If you if if there's no poster, <laughs> if there's no pictures on the website, then just Google it, and you, you know whatever. Um, so you play as Scout, who is a uh, I think kind of teenage girl, and the world is flooded, um, and it's literally just a survival game. You have you you are scout. You have a dog called Aesop, uh, and you have a raft, and you can go to various places and dock and try and scavenge for food. And the more things you can scavenge, you can build traps to maybe catch a rabbit or to fend off wolves and bears and that kind of thing. But it is essentially just stay alive for as long as possible. Okay. Um, the, for my first attempt, I managed to stay alive for four days before being attacked by a wild boar and having it break my leg. Then I drank some dirty rainwater and got the shits and died. <laughs> um, Did you leave a little trail of shits as you walked past? You don't, you don't see, you just get, you get listeria or typhoid or whatever it is. And you oh, just, okay. I, I assume that the shits are coming. Um, <laughs> the game, it, like it's genuinely brilliant and really, really addictive, especially when, you know, you're going to an island and you're like, right, there's going to be wolves on here, but I don't have the correct tools or equipment mm. to build any traps or weapons to defend myself. So I need to skip this and go somewhere else. And uh, there's a really, really great soundtrack as well. Graphics are gorgeous. It's a fiver on the Switch at the minute. Um, but okay. the Switch port has been way later than all of the other thing on all the other consoles so i think it's been out for like two years on the playstation and xbox and pc and all that stuff so you can get it for whatever um whatever gaming console you have uh but the flame in the flood is really really fun 
Okay, that sounds like something Susie might enjoy. Actually, I'll uh, I'll say that to her. I'd, I'd be surprised if she hadn't played it already. What I, what I really wanted, Susie told me about a game about a year ago that I still would love dark. to play. But it's yeah, the Long Night. Yeah, but it's long only dark. available. Oh, Long Dark. But it's only available on Steam. I'd love them to try and port that across or something. Because um, it sounds it sounds very much along along these lines. Yeah, um, I've got I've got two picks. One is just one that came came up sort of off whenever we were talking about conspiracies earlier on. It's a documentary series that I paid for a while ago by um, the guy that made, and if you remember, everything is a remix. Mm-hmm. Um, guy called Kirby Ferguson, which kind of who kind of did a, a, a series about how you know all media is is basically repurposed from previous media. So he did this series um, called "This Is Not a Conspiracy Theory." Which was done over a period of it's got to be about four or five. I mean, I remember paying originally like on the Kickstarter, or whatever it was. It could have been four or five years ago, and he only finished it recently. It's a seven-part documentary. Um, Documentaries take a long time. They do, and uh, you know the the funding kind of I think was what kept him going over that time. Basically, it's about the modern world and why we have conspiracy theories and why people believe that there's stuff that they aren't being told. And where that comes from in our in our in our psychology and 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 why culture le- leads us to believe that there's more than than you know, what we see on the surface, mm-hmm. and kind of it, it starts with like you know obviously you know the birth of man and works its way through to the modern age and talks about how you know science and art and various other things kind of shaped our understanding and shaped our shaped our perceptions of the universe where we where we. We can't think about anything without thinking that there must be more to it than what we than what we mm. perceive. So yeah, it's really interesting. Um, There's a good Alan Moore quote on on that, isn't there? About about how uh, the reason we believe in conspiracy theories is essentially because we can't face the idea that the earth, the world is rudderless. Yes, that there is no rhyme or reason to any of this stuff. It's just stuff that's happening. Yeah, that, and, that. and we're so we're so ingrained to expect a story or a narrative that we just we just can't process that there's nothing nothing in control. That's <laughs> that's a big part of it. Yeah, it's the it's the narrative theory mm-hmm. of of existence where you know, we are the stars in our own story. And if if something big happens, like a president gets assassinated. That that has to mean something, otherwise, yeah. maybe nothing otherwise, about life means something. <laughs> that's yeah. that's very it's scary. Meaningless. Yeah, and it just happened. Um, well, I, I I will go with. A, oh, hang on, I, I have another pick, which is oh, a another. One? It's your third. No, that's this pure that, green. That was, oh that no, that's your second oh, been, one. Sorry, yeah, sorry. The, the play for the play for the day. That, that was that was just for you, really, PJ. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, for families that are stuck indoors with each other, and this one might be good for you, PJ, and I don't know if I've recommended this game in the past, but it's a game for iOS and Android called Space Team. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we've played that, yeah. I think maybe we talked about it, but it's, it's really good if you've got, you know, um, three or four people in the house and you want to play a game I, I together. I um, there's a, what do you call it, the Declan Shalvey and Stephen Mooney, uh, and we're all, have all been playing the Star Trek game. Yeah, and they've been playing Bridge, Bridge Crew, which Trek. is essentially a fancier version of Space Team, but it's exactly the same yeah, premise. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I was thinking. Space yeah. Team's exactly the same. It's just, it doesn't it doesn't uh, involve itself in the pomposity of Star Trek. So. <laughs> no. Uh, but basically uh, what it is, you, you you have to have the game running on all all the iPhones or all the, the devices that you want. And the yeah, premise it can work is, across devices, can't it? It, it can, can now, yeah. Whenever it first came yeah. out, it couldn't, but I think you you can as long as you're playing across the web I don't think yeah. no it's, it's Bluetooth you can't play across device but okay. on Wi-Fi you can play across device but what it is is like you're all on a space adventure together and each player has different controls to control the spaceship and you will get instructions that come up on the screen that you have to shout out to the person who has the, the control for that particular instruction on their screen so the thing could say set sloping solvent to 5 and you won't have sloping solvent but maybe your significant other does have that dial and they set it to that. But the, the instructions come through thick and fast and really it's about trying to keep the spaceship going as long as possible while, while you know, all these instructions keep on keep on coming up. It's really, really good fun. There's a um, similar there's a similar game I was just looking at today, which I was thinking about buying on the Switch as well, called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. <laughs> uh, which is a bomb dis- a bomb defusal game, um and you basically get a PDF of the um schematics of various types of bombs uh, and the other person is the bomb dis- is the bomb disposal expert i don't see why you wouldn't want your phone to be uncrackable by the police at this stage <laughs> obviously obviously they're not real bombs um so you have to yeah, act you I have mean- to act like you're on the other end of the telephone and they're trying to explain to you how to defuse the bomb um 
using the the schematics okay. that they have. Yeah, okay. collaborative sharding games. I think they're, yeah. they're, 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 great, they're great for this sort of a locked in together type situation. Yeah. What have you got, well, PJ? I'm, I'm, I'm going to put some, which I'm sure everyone's got anyway, but Mike Mignola's uh, Twitter account. Uh, Mike's uh, drawn lots of little kind of individual character sketches at the moment. I, I'm not gonna, presumably just to keep himself occupied over the uh, age of Corona. Um, and so he's got these lovely little sort of pencil sketches of various monsters and oddities on just one after the other. It's just a nice thing to look at. So there, cool. that's it. That's it. So there you go. That's our show. Thanks for listening. And we will be back. Um, Don't forget, uh, if you want to support the show, you can do it via patreon.com forward slash Sunnyside podcast. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we will see you next time. Yes. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Dark.